Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know what we're doing this week. The playoffs continue, so there's plenty to talk about this episode. An ode to Ja, James Harden, and the refs coming back with just big dad energy, uh, making a really interesting music video. Uh, and also, we're just going to talk all the things making us continue to be in love with the NBA with our guest, jazz beat writer for The Athletic, Tony Jones. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad, mad boosties, boosties in perfect synchronization. Boom. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all, to another edition of Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties today. I just realized how much 60 minutes energy our, our intro has, where you're like, I'm Miles Gray, and, and I'm, I'm Jack O'Brien, and, and I'm Morley Safer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is Mad Boosties. But yes, let's introduce our guest. We are thrilled to be joined by Utah Jazz beat writer for The Athletic, Mr. Tony Jones. Welcome, Tony. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Doing really We're well. excited to have you. Where yeah. are you coming to us from? Are we talking where I'm from? Where I'm from? No, just like right now, currently, your living room. I'm at home in my living room. I just ate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Utah? And I'm in Utah. Oh, okay. okay. And then right. where are you from? From? Yeah, I'm from New York. Okay. I've heard of that place. Heard, of, heard that. of it. Heard of that. A Knicks fan? I am a huge diehard Knicks okay. fan. All right. Okay. We'd like to died hard <laughs> what do you mean by that yeah. there was a there was a certain That's tone a... to that i really like what do you what does that mean to you i mean it just is this it's just disappointment <laughs> you know from 1994 when uh john starts went two for 18 in game seven oh. first dismantling us in five and 99 hey. and 
and you know, uh, my guy Stephon Marbury coming back to New York, yeah. and that ended up well to to us finally being competent again with Jason Kidd and, and Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire to the last decade of just futility. <laughs> What's a Knicks memory that you hold near and dear to your heart? A Knicks memory that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, obviously Larry Johnson's four-point play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like young Mark Jackson. This is when I was a kid. Like young Mark Jackson, you know, fresh out of, of um, St. John's. New Yorker. He was, shout out to Bishop Lachlan because he went to Bishop Lachlan. And I grew up like, five blocks away from Bishop Blackman. Okay. And, you know, just all of my good memories are from the 90s. But the ambiance of being in the garden and going to basketball games, it's untouchable. like you can't beat Yeah, you can't beat that. Every year I say, you know, like my Mets, mm-hmm. you know, I say the same thing. This is the year. This is the year. Hey, you might have so, something with the Mets this year. Not, might have something with the Mets Not too bad. Year. Not too bad. Darling Marte is the best player in Major League Baseball. <laughs> But we're here to talk basketball, Tony, and to redirect this <laughs> to becoming a full-on Mets podcast because I'm excited too. Uh, Got to talk about, you know, just the, the last week or so has been fantastic, filled with wonderful, wonderful moments. Uh, Jack, I know you're feeling a song for John Morant in your heart yet again. Yeah, I'm holding a torch, carrying it around my house. Real quick, I have to tell Mark Jackson's story. So my dad... Tony is a is a basketball coach, uh, or he's retired now, but he was an assistant with the Knicks when they drafted Mark Jackson. Who's your dad? Jim O'Brien. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was an assistant on Patino there. He uh, They draft Mark Jackson. I'm like six or seven. He's my favorite player. And I wrote a biography of him and brought it to him and watched him read it. And, <laughs> and I hadn't done any research on it. <laughs> So, so the story was all about how everyone told him he was too small to play basketball just because he looked small next to like all the other <laughs> players. And he was very kind. Um, he didn't throw it away. He, he signed it. And uh, great guy. Uh, amazing. Like early Mark Jackson, he was rookie of the year, even though he wasn't like, you know, one of the one of the top picks that year. But that was that was a fun team. Those were fun days in yeah. New York. Yeah, those were fun days. Like, you know. You know, Mark Jackson and Rod Strickland, mm-hmm. both one year apart. And, you know, they were kind of like a dynamic duo at the point guard spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the 90s were fun. You know, we had all the 67, 65 basketball games that we could handle on those days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> also, Rod Strickland, one of my favorite references ever in a in a rap song. In a Wu-Tang song? Sickening guarantee made him jump like Rod, Rod Strickland. Strickland. <laughs> Rod Strickland. Uh-oh. I was like... Because it's like nice and obscure, you know? It's like a little, it's oh, a little yeah. obscure. Um, and it's like, isn't that the last rhyme? Isn't that yeah, the last they part like of the song? go out on that. They're, yeah, it's like, I'll jump like Rod Strickland out. And you're <laughs> cut like, it out. Yeah, <laughs> we are from New York. He was a bucket getter. Uh, he was a bucket getter. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, speaking of bucket getters, I got to talk Ja. You know, that we while we're recording this, there's just a report that he might be out for the remainder of the series. We'll see how the series plays out. It might be over by the time people listen to this, but we recorded our last episode right before he dropped 47, including the final 15 for the Grizzlies, you know, became the first player to score 45 plus in multiple playoff games before the age of 23. But like, there's this one play, uh, you know, I think Golden State's up 99, 98. 
Ja brings it up. He twists the defender up so bad that he just sits down. The yeah, defender he, is turned around like backwards and then just sits down as Ja just, you know, uh, puts it in over everybody with just perfect touch. Switch. Now he's got pool. Under two minutes to go. The shake. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Okay. <laughs> just, the way it's like, he was trying to move with jaw, and then the second jaw was like, I might just pivot. It's like Poole was completely gave up and was like, all right, I need to completely reorient my body just to find out that he was sold a faulty pivot. Where he was like, wait, where did you go? <laughs> He's like, sorry, it's this is this is what I'm doing right now. I think the best part about that move was Jordan was completely beaten and jaw still gave him another move after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, that's when it was like, okay, my knees just collapsed. I touched earth. And <laughs> I think it's apropos because Jordan Poole's been doing that to defenders all year. Oh, yeah. Right. Somebody got him back. So, like, the fourth quarter when Ja took over was, I don't know, again, I keep referencing the LeBron series against the Pistons, that game where he just took over and could get to the rim anytime he wanted. And nobody thought that the Cavs were going to beat the Pistons and just all of a sudden it was like, oh, they have no answer for him. He is at the rim at will. And there's something that's, that's how it felt watching Josh just get into the lane and get easy shots. Like, you know, most of them, by the time he was done cooking his defenders, he had just wide open looks from like three feet out. And there's just something weird about watching it. I think because they make it look so easy. The shots look easy. But what's really happening, I think, is everyone else is operating at a speed that's like 25% slower than him. And so it's like what bullet time would have looked like if the camera didn't slow down to how like Neo was perceiving time. It's just, <laughs> right. he's just moving and more locked in by a significant enough margin that like he, he's just doing whatever he wants with the right. ball yeah there's a casualness of but i think the only time i experience that is when i play against children yeah and you play against children a lot which is yeah. you know a lot of people question that decision by you but like i've always said you got to try your sham god on kids first before right. you can really take that to the court i can hit him with the sham god really easy and that it helps me feel like a fully formed adult i guess but it's true that that's sort of that same feeling uh but yeah it's I, I hope that I hope he's okay though. I hope he's okay. I think there's been a conversation happening. What level is he at at least this season? You hear him compared to like some very good like MVP caliber people, and then sometimes people like bring up, you know, is he going to be top three, top five at some point? This moment felt like one of those things that I'm going to remember. Like this playoffs in general. Like also that incredible uh, second half against the Wolves where he had the best dunk of the season and then like that the momentum of that just like blew that game up and suddenly you know he was just scoring at will like it it did remind me of those playoff moments that you've seen from LeBron and MJ and like a couple others but like it's it felt rarefied it felt like next level like i i hope at least we are in the jaw era now you know uh, I've- you know, I don't know if we're in the Jai era because, I mean, Luca's in the same era. Yeah. 
And there was a play, there was a play this week where Luca did the same thing, turned somebody around and then the person sat down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that though we're in a another golden era of point guards. I mean, you know, yeah. with Luca, Ja, Trey Young, you know, those guys are obviously at the forefront. You know, I think the best example to use of how much talent there is in the league is if you look at Luca and you look at Ja, look at their secondary point guards. Look at Jalen Brunson and, and and Tyus Jones. Both of those guys are starters in this league. Yeah. Tyus Jones is coming off the bench. Obviously, Jalen Brunson starts, but, you know, he kind of starts on the wing. But, you know, both of those guys, I mean, these are guys that aren't day in, day out point guards, and yet they're going to go to different teams next year and they are going to get paid. Right. And I think that as much as anything is a testament to how much uh, talent there is at the position right now. Right. Yeah, I I mean I I've had the same feeling that like this is the most talented the position has been collectively like ever. And I I've been wondering is it that people, you know, this is the generation that like watched Steph for you know so long just like kind of changing the game and breaking it open by like, you know, d- doing things differently? Is it just that there is you know more people playing basketball and and there's more available like clips and you know ways to learn the game and so you know just by sheer you know population numbers people who are tall enough to play point guard there there's more of them and so you're just going to have like I don't I don't know why you you kind of are seeing in the NFL with wide receivers too that like this one position has just like kind of suddenly kind of become just you, you want to draft a wide receiver now because like all of a sudden wide receivers are better than they used to be right. um, like significantly. I, I feel like we're kind of seeing a similar thing with point guards. I don't know why. Love to hear theories. I've always thought, you know, that point guard is the most important position on the floor. You got to have dynamic pick and roll players. You got to have guys that can touch the paint with two feet off the dribble. You got to have guys that, that can bend the defense and, you know, put defenses in tough spots. And, you know, you look at some of the best point guards in the league. You look at Steph, you look at Ja, you look at uh, Chris Paul, you look at Trey Young, you look at Luka, obviously. You know, those guys, they bend your defense. And you have to game plan for, for those guys. And when they do bend your defense, they are incredible shot makers, which is collectively something that that's kind of jaw-dropping in today's game but they're also really great playmakers for other people you know so always key on them yeah man but yeah i think to your point like even what you're saying that the amount of information that's available to somebody who's interested in playing basketball is at a completely different level than it used to be like yeah i saw better kids hooping than i did by going to the gym and then whatever i could catch on tv there wasn't like YouTube clips I could then go to try and like actually develop very specific parts of my game. I think that part is also the information, amount of information available. I think something else too that's pretty underrated. All right, let's take a quick break and then Miles, we're, we're going to find out what your clip of the week was and then do a little playoff recap. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. 
Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Uh, and, you know, I just I wanted to to get in some Philadelphia love just for a moment because I'm watching this, you know, this this postseason as a neutral. Uh, but there is something I just love those dagger moments in games when players can absolutely just take uh, the momentum away from the other team in one simple movement. And I have to talk about James Harden, the fourth quarter of that game four. Uh, I I've never watched something that was so satisfying to me as a neutral in a long time, mostly just because of those debilitating, demoralizing step backs. There was like a maxi lob that was sandwiched in between Harden threes that just every time it felt like there was a chance for 
just some kind of momentum to go the other way. He was just there immediately to snuff out the flame of, of Miami. And yeah, I'll, I'll just, we'll play a little bit of uh, the sounds from that so you can get a bit of an experience. Right now, Philadelphia Embiid needs to touch the ball on this possession. Here comes Harden, knifing right through the teeth of the defense. I stand corrected. James Harden <laughs> continuing to attack. Let that drama build here in South Philly. Maxi, three to shoot. Harden from deep. See, those moments, right? Miami's, it's 101 to 106. You're in the fourth quarter. As a fan, you're thinking, okay, if we can get a stop, mm-hmm. maybe we're in it. And then just casually, here comes this bearded man to completely ruin your day. And I just like, every, and I know, Jack, you were not, you weren't, you weren't watching it at the time, but I said, please watch it because yeah, yeah, yeah. as a no, Sixers I always fan, watch the wins. I always <laughs> watch the wins. I just watch them after the fact because otherwise I just takes too much out of me. And I also just have to give a shout out to my man who somehow during all of that found a moment to sleep through uh, I don't know, like this was in the third quarter, just to sleep on the baseline. <laughs> Absolutely found, found a moment of respite. And I just, I thought that was, that warmed my heart altogether. I was like, yeah, this, this Philadelphia game's giving me a lot, a lot to enjoy. Yeah. They caught him in the background. Kyle Larry's bringing the ball up and, uh, you know, you just see him on the baseline. Catching, catching Z's. It's, it's a real dad move. I've done it during, um, you know, I went, I took my kids to see Sonic 2 and, you know, that, that was a nap. That, that's, <laughs> that's all that was. That's all it was designed to be. Now, at a four-point playoff game where you're sitting on the floor, I mean, you, mu- you must be very tired, sir. He's working. He's, he must have put in a shift. I get being tired some places. I've fallen, the only sporting event I've ever fallen asleep at is a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Energetically, that feels like the environment, but... There's something about how you can be on the floor, like you're saying, in a playoff game in Philly, wearing like Sixers gear. I, I'd imagine you were a fan and you still, you just had to sneak in that little shut eye. But yeah. Being on the floor at an NBA game is a life changing experience. It changed, like, it, I, I was courtside once and I was like, oh, this changes everything about like what I think that a human body can do. Just like seeing them that close, seeing how fast and strong and big and like high they are actually jumping up close. Yeah. So maybe that's what, maybe he just like took in a couple quick breaths and like needed a fainting couch. Um, That's he Harden's resurgence was too much. By the end of that, Harden had kind of, I mean, the game was over. My man obviously put in a graveyard shift the night before. Right. Mm-hmm. Third shifter. It was just, you know, he's like, the game's over. Harden put their lights out. Tied 2-2. Wake me. Wake, <laughs> when- <laughs> Wake me when game five right. starts. And it's funny. He did an interview, like, right after, and he's like, nah, I just, they caught me l- quite literally at the moment. I just caught in a couple Zs, and I woke right back up. But <laughs> unfortunately, when you're, you know, on the baseline, then the, the camera can't get you. Um, That's a great quality to have. Just be able yeah. to turn it on and off. Right. Just got me at the wrong time. I was just sleeping while he was bringing the ball up the court. The second they got into the teeth of the offense, I was I was going to be back up. That's all. <laughs> they just, you know. Ready to um, go. 
But that series is fun. 2-2 two, two, yeah. as of this recording. Uh, one of the teams will be up 3-2 uh, and looking to close out by the time you are listening to this. Let's talk. We got to talk the Celtics. Yeah. You know, last week we talked um, Giannis after what he did to the Celtics in game one. But the Celtics have come roaring back to tie it 2-2. Two, two. And man, Jason Tatum is... I don't know. His footwork is so out of control, nice and like precise. And I don't know some of the, his Euro stepping, his footwork is one of the like first things I notice about him. And also when he's on, it really feels Tony. I talk a lot about like when clay Thompson is locked in and the ball is not, not just going in, it's hitting the like mathematical, like geometric center of the rim, like every single time that he puts it up. I feel like Tatum gets in those zones too, where it's kind of uncanny. Boston's lead is seven. Tatum, he's been great. Got a huge second half. Oh, Tatum! Wow, somehow able to score it. I think he's got a chance to be the next American-born player to be NBA MVP. Wow. Yeah. You know, just the footwork and you know the number of counters that he has combined with. You know, his positional size, the ball handling ability. You know, he's always in attack mode. He's always going at you. And the fact that he defends really well. Yeah, one of the best perimeter defenders. Yeah, plays both sides of the ball. So I think that the next time you see an American-born player be named the NBA's MVP, it's got a good chance to be Jason Tatum. Yeah, he made me sit down at one time. He, he put someone <laughs> in a spin cycle and my legs stopped working. So, And then we also got to talk Luca, right? I think the last time we recorded it, they were down 0-1. So he's got 655 points through 20 playoff games. That is third behind Wilt and Jordan. That's it. That's... Um, interesting company. Yeah, they're... <laughs> yeah, interesting company. <laughs> um, the, those guys are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you see the play where he was on the ground and just threw a, a, a perfect dime like from, from his butt? On the court. Bullock had an ocean. Luca drives the closeout. This should be a favorable matchup for Doncic. Good defense by Aiden. Went straight up. Comes right to Luca. <laughs> the pass from his hand bottoms. <laughs> Reminded me of Magic and um, I believe either Kurt Rambis or AC Green. Magic was on his backside and he threw it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That summed everything up for me because everything he does seems so relaxed. Like he might as well be sitting down for a lot of the plays. As a playoff performer right now, I'm not sure that there's a a guy that I'd rather have in a playoff game right now than Luka Doncic. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with, especially on offense. Yeah. I think he's that good. I think that he's the best player since LeBron and, and Magic at dictating pace and making you play possession of possession at his pace. You know, Magic, obviously, super fast. But LeBron and Luka, you know, they slow you down. And LeBron's ability to slow a team down is the reason why he was able to be successful against the Warriors in 2016. So that's Luka's probably, that's one of his best traits is, you know, he'll grab that defensive rebound, he'll get you up the floor, and he's going to slow you down, and you're going to play at his pace at his number of possessions and you got to get better possessions and his number of possessions 
than he does. And that's extremely hard to do. And um, right now, I just don't know that there's a, a guy, a single guy in the league that I, in a, in a playoff scenario that I'll take over, over Luca. Just looking at the West, who do you like in that series? And do you see the eventual uh, finals contender in that series? Or do you think, who do you like? Do you like the Grizzlies? How do you see that all playing out? Right now, I'd probably favor the Warriors slightly to come out of the West. But, you know, Phoenix and Golden State would be a fascinating series. And honestly, Dallas and Golden State would be a fascinating series as well. Yeah. Just because I'm not sure, like, you know, how many bodies can you throw at Luka if you're the Warriors? And and, um, I think the, the beauty of the Mavericks is, you know, nobody talks about it, is they have, you know, a lot of wing defenders. You know, Dorian Finney Smith, Reggie Bullock. Uh, Josh Green, you know, Frank Nicolina, they have a lot of wing defenders that make shots. So structurally, they're, they're, they're structured pretty, pretty perfectly around Luca. And uh, it's just really, you know, it's that they're hard to beat. And, you know, I watched them up close with, you know, in their series with the Jazz, you know, they were really hard to beat then and they're proving to be hard to beat right now. You know, I think a lot of people, talked about Boston being on a tear towards the end of the season, rightly so, but I didn't realize Dallas has the second best record since January 1st. So Phoenix has the best record because they just had the best record all year. They just stayed winning the whole time. Uh, Dallas has the second best record since, since January 1st uh, and then Boston, then Memphis and then the Sixers. Um, so I don't know that, that, that was instructive I, because Watching some of these Suns Mavericks games, I was like, "Wait, are the Mavericks like my pick to come out? If they if they beat the Suns, like, would they be my pick?" And I'm like, starting to like be open to that idea, even though I've been, you know, kind of pulling for the Warriors. I've been really interested in seeing like what they do with this new nucleus, and they are really fun when they get it going, like they did in Game Three. But I don't know, man. Dallas is tough. Luca is very very hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's extremely difficult to stop and you know, they've got they defend really well and you know, when they go five out, it's just really hard to to defend them because, you know, they've got five shooters on the floor at any yeah. given time and they're able to defend out of that even though they're small and they've been able to they've proven to be able to rebound out of that even though they're small. I mean, it, it, Dallas is just a bear. They're they're a bear structurally, and you know obviously Luca, you know he tilts the scales in a major way. And you know what? And shout out to Jason Kidd. Not only Jason Kidd, but shout out to Igor Kokoskov, his chief assistant. Those two guys have been coaching their behinds off all year, and that's continued into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jason Kidd used to torture me when I was a Celtics fan and he was just putting them out of the playoffs every year. That was the first time I saw somebody where I was like, oh, they are a computer that always just puts the ball in the exact right position every single time for like optimum. And then LeBron like has done that his entire career. But Jason Kidd was the first time where watching someone do that felt very helpless. (laughs) Like, oh man, you just can't stop him from making the right decision. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. 
the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. It's uh, time to ask our guest, Tony. Uh, you know, what is the, the wildest thing you've ever seen on a basketball court to you, whether you saw it as uh, on TV or just experienced, but what is, what is that moment to you that, uh, kind of defines you just being like, wow. You don't want to hear the wildest thing that I've seen on a basketball court. (laughs) In an NBA game. (laughs) Not just on a basketball court. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're not talking about the wildest thing. Okay. (laughs) That that would have ended up in uh yeah that that was not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're talking just NBA game. Wildest thing we've seen in an NBA game, probably uh you know the chase down block in 2016. Yeah, 
That, I mean, that's got to be one of the greatest plays ever, right? Right. Yeah, either side of the court. Yeah, just incredible. Does LeBron run as fast as that ever since then? Has anyone? I mean, the determination, what that block meant. I don't know. I don't know if he has. You know, shout out J.R. Smith, who made um, Andre Iguodala change his shot. Right, exactly. Right. So without that, that initial contest from J.R., um, LeBron gets dunked on. Yeah, right, right. right. Were, you a, were you kind of a career-long LeBron fan? Yeah, I, I've always been a... So, Fun fact about me, I was born in Akron, Ohio. Oh, okay. You know, I was adopted. So that's why I grew up in New York because the woman who adopted me, my mother, moved to New York and that's where I grew up. But my siblings all grew up in Akron. So nieces, nephews. Point being, I was probably a LeBron fan just because of that. Right. Yeah. Did you play a lot growing up? Oh, yeah. Like I played, played. Who were some of the people you, you, you'd come up against uh, during that time? My high school teammate was Mark Jackson. Who, oh, wow. Not that Mark Jackson. Not yeah. point guard. Jackson. Yeah, big, big guy <laughs> Mark Jackson. Yeah. I played at Roman Catholic in Philly. Yeah. Played with and against a lot of people. Katina Mobley, Alvin Williams. Played against Rasheed Wallace. Whoa, okay. Those are, those are people that you know I grew up with. When I was in New York, before I left New York, Stephon Marbury, Felipe Lopez, Reggie Freeman. My sophomore year, when I was at Arcevier Lutheran, I played with Caboose Stewart, who played for the Philadelphia 76ers. So, I mean, I've played with and against a lot of people that played in the league. What's your best moment playing? And what was, did you ever get embarrassed that, but you're proud to say you were embarrassed by somebody? <laughs> so my best moment, I, I would say one of my best moments was actually in Sunny Hill practice, because um, my Sunny Hill League team, we had Alvin Williams, who played at Villanova, played for the Toronto Raptors. And Alvin, people don't realize, probably had, I would say Alvin Williams had one of the 10 best crossovers in NBA history. And people don't, he doesn't get credit for it. So, you know, when we, we were in high school, everybody said, yo, don't press up on Alvin because he's just going to cross. You know, he's 6'5 and he was long or whatever. So. One day, I played for John Hardnett, who was legendary, coached a whole bunch of pros, rest in peace to John. But we were scrimmaging, and on one possession, Alvin came down, and he hit me with one of his crossovers. It was like left to right. I basically did the Jordan pool. Like, I touched earth. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was, it was bad enough. Like, they stopped practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was just like, you know, I mean, I was just like, F it. Like, I'm going to go and get him back. So the next time I came up the floor, I called the play and Alvin was pressing up on me and I crossed him back over. And he stumbled and he almost fell, touched earth. And everybody was like, oh. And <laughs> The funny thing about that was I went from like getting no playing time up to that point to getting like 20 minutes a game just because. So that was probably one of my best moments. Oh, I love that. You got the up and the down all in one. 
very clean. Yeah, it was like up and down, like two possessions. But yeah, it was fun. All right. So we're coming to the end of the episode. This is where we like to talk about some of the funniest things we've seen this week. Last week. (laughs) Uh, We already gave a shout out to the dude falling asleep front row at the Sixers game. But we got to follow the saga between the NBA refs, Jack Harlow, the NBA refs bringing big dad energy. Um, Miles, do, do you have the clip? Do you want yeah. to just like tell us what is happening in this clip? I mean, yeah. So we st- I think last week we covered, I believe, it was Scott Foster and Ed Malloy who were confounded uh, by the presence of Jack Harlow. They said, who's Jack Harlow? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know. I- He's that guy over there. Yeah, but who is he? <laughs> what did y'all think of his album? No, I don't listen to Jack Harlow. <laughs> I mean, I'm the Scott Foster of this podcast. That's what we were saying. We we're like, well, man, we're washed because look at us. We were quoting uh, the Wu Tang double album lyrics a second ago <laughs> from '97 or '96, and now we're like Jack Harlow. I mean, I've heard a few, a few of his things. I know he's he's nice with it. Well, I wanted to skip summer school that year, so I just got the Wu Tang double LP, and that was all the education that I needed. <laughs> but yeah, that moment. I think, you know, it was, it was it was very hilarious. And I think for him, he used that to to troll a bit. Uh, but, the, you know, the refs clapped back in, in epic fashion where they were just saying, you know, actually, we do know who Jack Harlow is. Who's Jack Harlow? I don't know what it is. There's a guy over here, right here. Oh. So now we got them walking into a... <laughs> He's in, dabbing people in the up. the hotel lobby. I didn't get why he gives that one guy the cold shoulder. That was the other ref. He's like, hey, man. And so now they're all the refs in a car. Lip-syncing <laughs> Jack Harlow. Not a fashionista. <laughs> okay. Scott Foster does an okay job, too. Like, he he's, I'm, knows the words. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was fire. Yeah. yeah. He had a little flavor. I'm not going to lie. Jack's album is pretty good. I mean, based off that, I was like, no, it's that. I, no, it was like 14 songs of that. Oh, to say less. I think I'm too focused on Kendrick's album coming out this week that I was like, okay, yes, yes. Talking about, listen, there's going to be a time for Kendrick. All right, Friday's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen, Jack Harlow, like, think of Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. Mm-hmm. Let me not go that far because if, if people on social media hear that I said Jack Harlow, Mac Miller, they're gonna kill yeah. me. I'm not saying that Jack Harlow is as good as Mac Miller because he's not. Mac Miller was more talented, but it's the same type of style, you know, same type of hip hop. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, and I'm here for refs. You know, just say I'm not a fashionista. I was like, okay, really, <laughs> really nailing that delivery. But I'm fly though. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm curious what they're listening to in the locker room before the games. Probably not Jack Harlow. Yeah, like John Tesh, probably. Just the John Tesh uh, basketball theme, like yeah. over and over again. <laughs> That's what gets me pumped, man. Tesh. Round ball rock. <laughs> That's right. That's what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, I long may this uh, I don't know meme last. I'm I'm curious if they'll. Yeah, we'll see if there's an escalation or not, if, if there's a response. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, it's always nice to see a sense of humor from, from everybody involved. I can't imagine that this is crossing Jack Harlow's radar at all. I'm sure it is. All it's, right, maybe. But like, 
if he comes back and is like, you know, claps back at Scott Foster, it's like a Drake Pusha feud. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. But I think it would be hilarious on the next track. It's like Jack Harlow featuring Scott Foster and Ed Malloy. Like, <laughs> just a feature with those full names. I would laugh. Oh, you know, he's going to play that clip. Who's Jack Harlow? I have no idea. Oh, he's right yeah. there. That's going to be that that little sound clip is going to be how you open a show. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tony, such a pleasure having you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Well, you can find me on T Jones on the NBA, uh, on Instagram, T Jones Athletic, and nobody uses Facebook anymore. True. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? Find me at Miles of Gray, wherever you have at symbols. Jack, where can they find you? Jack underscore O'Brien, only on Twitter and on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yep, Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah. And Check you can, us out. You can find me waiting two hours and then checking the Sixers score uh, to <laughs> see how long the season is going to last. But. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for checking in with Mad Boosties. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about next week. All right, take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.